Hey everyone, this is my brother Michael. My brother Adam. We're the Sharf Brothers. You're listening to Mentoring for the Modern Musician. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes. Is that really our tag, welcome, welcome, welcome? We can't do that. That's John Oliver's tag. Oh. That's how he starts his show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Exactly. Hello, I'm John Oliver. That sounds different. Well, I've got little glasses. That's not Hello. His, that's really not his accent. I do news shows. That's not his accent. I'm a weird American with an English <laughs> accent. That's not me really, though. And I love John Oliver. I'm not making fun of him. Well, you were making fun I of mean, him. I mean, I mean, rephrase I was totally making fun of him. Exactly. But doesn't mean I love him any less. Completely out of respect. Not really, but, not really but I mean, right. I do wildly respect him. That's not why I was making fun of him. Gotcha. I was I was making fun of him, I think, because I can do a really bad English accent. That's true. And it's in my skill set. I think he would appreciate it, actually. I'm not going to go that far and say he would or wouldn't. I don't know him. I don't know. Maybe he would. If he doesn't, I can tell you this. If he didn't like that I did that. I would love that so much. It would be awesome. <laughs> it would just and make me want to do it all the time. I would do it all the time. I would seek out opportunities to find him and go, hello, hello, John Oliver. I'm John Oliver. <laughs> just so I could. So... I don't know, but I'm not going to... This isn't about John Oliver. No, it's not about John Oliver. This... This is about you about guys. mentoring for the modern musician. Mentoring for the modern musician. So, today, on this podcast, we are talking about... We're still going to talk about what length project you should record. Right. So, not meaning... Uh, Michael doesn't mean, you know, should I do a 50-minute freeform jazz exploration? <laughs> if you do... Or like a 45-minute freeform jazz exploration. If you're a jazz artist... I might actually be talking about that. Absolutely. I'd love the idea of recording something where your main thought toward the toward the last quarter would be, I really have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> like, that would mean you're totally into it. That would. Can you imagine that no. long of a... That'd be amazing. No, I actually Like, can't. everybody playing in, in, in clubs in Broadway, on Broadway in, in Nashville. They're like, man, I hope some friend comes in so I can have them <laughs> sing a song so I can get a bathroom oh, break. That's a whole other... Podcast for another time. That's a whole other podcast. Um... So, no, but what Michael means is, do I record a single? Do I record... An EP? An do EP, I do, meaning... You know, four or five songs? Four or five songs. Do I record uh, a full length? Right. What's called a bunch of different things. A full length... Uh, an LP. An LP long, long play. play. Now, I don't know if they are still calling... I don't know. I, I'm not sure if the industry is still referring to them that way or not. Sometimes the I don't care. Album. 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 I love... Right. And you know what else I love? Record. Record. Well, because it is a record of that time. That thing that happened. The problem right. is, I think record gets used, like in the Grammys, record as of the a year single. is like a it's single. It's the single. It's like the single of the year. Right. But I like record as, I just like when we're in the studio with an artist and we're working on a record. Right. right. For me, that means like a, like a record, man. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to reproduce it on wax. No. No. Right. <laughs> or vinyl or yeah, exactly. do an eight track, you know, <laughs> limited eight track run. Hot tracks. That would be a great to put it out in, as a track for talking about experience for the last with the last podcast, right? right? The experience of well, well you, you could do cassette, but Marty does. Martin Sexton right sells his cassette at his shows. That was, and people who are fans know that his first thing was he recorded a six song cassette, right? That he sold when he played all of his shows, and he sold like twenty thousand copies of it, right? In the first year and a half when he was turning around or whatever, absolutely crazy because it's amazing. He's amazing. But so he actually has cassettes. And I was thinking when we left that show and I saw the cassettes, I was like, do I even have a cassette player anywhere? <laughs> I think I have someone. I'm pretty sure I do. Basement. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. 
There might be in one a boombox. In a boom, there might be one in the boombox underneath the couch in the studio. Oh, that would be tremendous. I we'll have to check that when we get we'll back. Have to check that when we get back. But so we're talking about how so what long, length? What length? Right, and so many different factors will contribute to this discussion yes. and this decision. Yes, on on your part. This is a serious. There is not one right answer for everybody. No, here. there isn't. There isn't even one right answer for you, for an individual person. Right. There can be so many different, so many extenuating circumstances. Right. <laughs> so many, and it can be you know all, simple reasons. Uh, budget, absolutely, is a big one. What kind of budget do you have? Mm-hmm. How many songs do you have? Right. Do you write songs? Do you write songs? Yeah. Do you? If, and if you don't write songs, you're going to do covers. Can you afford to pay? Although that's way easier than it used to be with the oh, Harry Fox much. agency because you can do it with singles, absolutely. ITunes, but, um, but you know, do you, is do you is that going to be useful for you to do mm-hmm. covers? Um, what's what are you doing it for? Right. Are you Who, selling them? Are you selling them, or are and or are you trying to market them, um, for you know streaming platforms for right? You know, Spotify if you're just streaming, and, I don't think even that it, it's fine. You don't have to pay for it. Right, because your royalties go right back to the right person back to the person. Right, right. For, 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 for covers, yeah, no, good, right. good point. So, but, as long as you're not selling it and making a profit from exactly. it, exactly, you're fine. If you're going to give them away at shows, that's fine. Yeah, give them away at shows. That one's still sticky, though. They can still come after you. Yeah, but, they I mean, can. That, but with in this climate, I can't imagine. I, no, wouldn't. It, yeah, that didn't work out so well with Napster. So, you're right. I don't think they're going to come after you for that. So, twelve year olds. So, so it does matter what how much material you have. Yeah. Uh, have you been at this for a long time? Right. Right. Are you, are, you know, are you, are you 18? Are you 16? Are you going to put out your first one? Or are you right. 28? Right. You're 26 and you're going to, and you're going to, you know, put out your third. Yep. Right. That you have a new band. Right. Or yes. that you have, right. So all of these things are going to play into it. And there is unfortunately no hard and fast rules about right. that. The, I think the only one that you and I would agree on, and like with most of these things, we don't talk about this before we start talking. We just we're gonna find out if we agree or not. Exactly. Here we go. You guys get to hear. This is on purpose. I love this. It really depends on whether you know who you are already. Yes. Amen. Right? So, I again, we we try to do positive things like frame things in a positive way so definitely try this do this look for this Mm -hmm. look for this opportunity so we try not to spend a lot of time doing don't exactly that being said i almost always feel like if we can reframe it we're gonna have to work on reframe this perhaps if you're not sure who you are Mm -hmm. and you have no fans yet there's maybe another idea besides going into the studio to record 12 songs that you wrote last weekend. Right. That would also be beneficial for your career. I would normally say to that, hey man, if you don't know who you are, don't go into the studio and record 12 tunes. It's just going to be a waste of money. Right. <laughs> but you know, who's, here's the thing. There's no hard and fast rule to that either. It right. might be a brilliant idea. It absolutely could be. Here's the thing. Um, maybe you have spent the last five years becoming an expert or becoming really proficient at Pro Tools. Right. Or, or Logic. Logic, right? Even GarageBand, yeah. GarageBand, exactly. And you can record that 12-song 
LP. Yeah, okay, right. For no money. Right, right. It's only costing you time. And it's going to sound badass. It's going to sound great. And you can put it up on SoundCloud. Right. Invite your friends, share it on all your socials. Right, and see what happens. See what happens. Right, that's, sure, that's viable. Yep. Maybe you're independently wealthy. Yes. Or your mom or dad are. Yes. And they want to fund you to do that in a studio that costs, you know, I mean, they want to spend $50,000, $100,000 on a project. Yeah. Without you having a fan base. You could do that. Yeah. It's it's probably not going to do much, but no. But that's okay. Yep. Right. If 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 that's where you're at. Yep. But if we're talking about not those two extremes, right? And we're talking about an artist that has a budget, um, not just a budget for the studio, but a budget for you know you need to still be able to do marketing. You need to still be able to pay your bills. Yeah, I, I almost feel like I want to back up there for a second and go, sure. before you even get to the place where there's a budget, mm-hmm. you're going to record, right? Sure. And so, if you've got a budget, we may be in the EP zone. Depends on the budget. Right, right. right. So, it might budget. not. You might have one killer song that every time you play out, everybody loves. Right. And you don't want to wait until you have a budget to record three other songs that are not quite as good. Yep. Or that you love, but that don't resonate with your fans the same way. Right. Right. And so that would be a time to, to record a single. Right. That would That's be a true. time to take take that and, and and if it's not, you're not, you know, a guru of, of, you know, recording yourself. Right. You know, find it. Maybe you have a friend who can do it. Or find project studio. There's project studios all over the place. Absolutely. That, that can help you out with that. Totally. And, and do it that way. You know, maybe... You know, maybe you have a really good friend who has more than a project studio, who's got a really great studio with all the, you know, bells and whistles, and you want to have that experience. Right. And that's fine. Those are all over the place, too, still. Yep. Uh, and they're a lot cheaper than they were five years ago. Yeah. Right? Ten years ago. Yeah. Um, so, you could you could certainly do that. The time to do an EP, to do more than one song, is when you have more than one song that resonates with people, with your audience. Right. If you don't have an audience yet, you probably don't need to spend a lot of money recording an EP. Right. Unless you go back and you're that person who has a home studio set up. Exactly. And you're proficient enough at it. Sure. And you've got five or six songs that you think are awesome and you don't have an audience yet, but you want to record these five or six songs. Sure. To get on a playlist. Get on a playlist. Get a playlist on. Get on a successful playlist on Spotify. Right. Right. right, to start building a digital audience, just do or building a local audience. Do lyric videos on YouTube and right. Vimeo and and exactly. So so the theme that we're trying to get at here is that there's more than one way to record a project. Correct. There's more than one kind of project, and none of them are invalid. Also correct. Right, and the reason we bring up budget is because, like always, we're trying to help you find. The, the most efficient, less painful, <laughs> you know, way to save money, save time, yep. save that, those years of struggle where you're like, oh, I don't, I don't get it, man. We, you know, we, we put out a 10 song LP and, you know, and nothing happened. Right. Right. And, well, and also help you not feel stupid. Right. Just feeling like a dope. 
Exactly. Nothing will crush your creativity faster <laughs> than feeling like a dope. Absolutely. You know? Where you go yeah. go into a big studio and you're like, hey man, right. I got I got a budget. I right. got two hundred and fifty bucks. I'm gonna record seven songs. Right. Listen, kid, we're right. two hundred and fifty bucks an hour. Exactly, exactly. And you feel like a dope and you Right. Absolutely. And so choosing choosing the, the size, the kind of project that you're going to do, right. the length of project that you're going to do, and again, right. not the length of songs, right. that's a whole different thing, whole different thing. The, the length of the project that you're going to do isn't just dependent on budget, it's also dependent on utility, and, and yeah. when what, I say utility, what, what I mean by that is the value add for your career. Right, and and so what, and that again brings you back to what are you going to do with this? Exactly. Right. So, so let's say you're a performing band, and uh, you you're really not sure yet what songs are working and what songs aren't, and you don't really have a budget for you know you're all working day gigs and they don't pay great and and you know you don't come from independent means and and on and on and on down the list. Well, but you're playing out. And you're playing in clubs that have PAs. Well, one of the things maybe you should do is record those live shows. Right. Right. You know, get 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 yourself that app. Right, the the set.fm app right. that we were just talking about. And who's not endorsing us. No, they're not. Yet. <laughs> not yet. But get yourself that app and put out music that way. Right. Let's say that you've got that you've got some good advice from some people prior to playing out a lot and You've been not just getting people to join your social, but you've been collecting emails Mm -hmm. because then you can reach them any time you want. Right. And they want to hear from you because they came to see your show and you're awesome. And they signed up for your email list. And it doesn't matter what happens to the uh, uh, Facebook algorithms. (laughs) If you've got their email, you can send them an email. Exactly. And they'll get it. And so maybe what you do is you record one of those live shows or you record... You know, it's 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 Christmas time, right? You record a Christmas song at Soundcheck. Right. And then you send to everybody on your email list. Hey, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Here's a here's a holiday Christmas song. There's a Christmas song, right? We love you guys. Exactly. And if you are a band who are multicultural mm-hmm. and you've got somebody somebody who celebrates Hanukkah in your band and <laughs> somebody who does Kwanzaa, then you do a song of each of those. Sure. And send those Is there out a good to your Kwanzaa song. I don't know any yet, but I don't know. I'm sure, sure there are. Yeah, it's, I don't know. If there's Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa. I don't think there is. Well, the Hanukkah songs are hard too because you got uh, the Adam Sandler one, <laughs> which is hands down the best. Hands down the best. I mean, literally. I can't remember who it was. It might have been John Stewart that said that's why Hanukkah's losing out. It's the lack of lack of Christmas set list. Less, oh yeah, absolutely. You know? Um, but you know, so so anytime you, you could do a, a, a Halloween song, you could do a you know oh, Groundhog Where Day was song. London? Werewolves of London, right? There, that's right. not for Groundhog Day, but no, for Halloween. For Halloween, there you go. Spooky, spooky for Halloween, right? Right, and and send that out to your fan. Now that's a way to record. Spooky by the Atlanta rhythm section. <laughs> to record on a for a specific reason that goes back. We were talking about um, experiences and. Mm-hmm. How to create an experience for your, your right. audience in the last podcast? This creates a value add for them. Now they got this exactly. cool. Oh, this is awesome, man! Right, and they didn't ask for it, and and they don't need to give you anything for it. You're just right. being nice to them. Hey, check this out. We played Spooky at Soundcheck, and it's awesome. Exactly. So I guess part of the part of the point that I would want to jump off from that is to remember 
to remind you that you're probably not going to recoup your recording costs through sales. sales. I mean, you might get to that point, and that would be great if you do. But remember that that the recording part now, that the, you know, that part now is, (laughs) it's sort of, that's the service, man. That's, you know, and, and look, you might end up, you know, catching lightning in a bottle and, you know, recording something that ends up on an, uh, an Apple commercial and, right. And you make money. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Not just get a million spins on Spotify, but I see you marrying hell. Oh, that's, that's a hundred million, million spins, spins on, that's me? what I meant. hundred million spins on, but you also have this really cool song in an Apple commercial or whatever right. platform. And then you might recoup your recording costs. Right, but for, for right. lots of, particularly for indie artists, the, the well, and there is a caveat that I want to come back to. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, is a, there is a mentality about a way that you generate more money from recorded music as an indie artist where you don't let your music on any of the pay platforms. Right, absolutely. Only single things, and in order for anybody to get your music, they have to actually get a hold of you, and buy your physical product. Which is definitely a, a, one way that you can do it. And, uh, for then, sure. A very valid way. And I've seen that. Yeah. We've seen examples of that working for people. That's not... Um, so let's pause there and say that, that that kind of recording is the extreme recording. That's a band that's been around for a while or has an identity. Right. Right. Or, or an artist who has a an real artist, specific identity. An artist who has a real specific identity, mm-hmm. and they know who they are. Yep. And they've got songs that a fan base wants to get to. Yep. Right. And then you, then yeah, maybe you do. So then we're talking about that's somebody who's going to record a proper length, right? You know, CD, LP, 10, 12, 15 right? songs, and or maybe they're an EP artist, and right, that's fine. EP, yep. Um. But their recordings are going to be top notch. Yep. And they're deciding to do it that way. Yep. Right. So that's one kind of recording. Yep. The other extreme to that is the live recording that we were, that we started talking about, where you're you're a baby band and and you're just starting and you don't know who you are yet, or you're a young solo artist and I guess you don't have to be young chronologically. You could just be new to it. Yeah. A and new, you're a new band. Right. Yeah. And you're and you're doing it that way and to start to see what you want to go into the studio and record, right. And then there's everything in between. You know, once you're ready and you've got that, well, now maybe it's time to do a single. Right. Right. Maybe well, no, maybe you can jump over that stage and, and do an EP, do four or five songs. If every show that you play, five or six people are coming up to you after and the show and going, something to buy. hey, do you, do you guys have a CD? It's time to record something to have physically right. at the show. Right. If you're going, well, nobody's ever asked me for my music, then I would say it's you're still probably time to record. But Definitely. But I wouldn't worry so much about a physical product. That's mm-hmm. you're you're more in a fan building mode, right? And if you're fan building, recording good representational, high quality, or high enough quality versions of yeah. who you are, single at a time, is a great way to do it. Absolutely, you're figuring out who you are. You're sussing out your style, and mm-hmm. you're you're figuring out your market, like we we're like we always talk about finding finding where yeah. you fit and and who yeah. you're who you're you know promoting to right. and right. putting snippets of that up on Instagram and mm-hmm. or Facebook, uh, get them up on iTunes mm-hmm. or even if not on iTunes, it's SoundCloud right. or just something. Yes. Do a lyric video and put it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now you have something for someone to discover. Right. 
and hopefully you're taking the first part of the advice, which is be awesome. Right. And then record yourself being exactly. awesome. Yes. And then put it out in a place where people who would want that kind of awesome music would find it. Right. And like it. And then create generate a relationship with them. Absolutely. You know, if they yeah. comment on your song, comment back. Right. Right. If they comment on your song and they've got a site and they also have music, comment back and then follow their site. Exactly. And, and comment on one Say of their something songs. something about them. Create a relationship. Right. So. Right. It, it sounds like, like, it sounds calculated, but, but that's sort of, that's part of it. And that's, so that's if it's you're It's not any less calculated than planning a tour. If you're planning a tour, you got to figure out what city you can get to in what amount of time and where you can play next. Right. And what true. clubs there are there. And who you can split a bill with. Well, and this is the thing. And, is it, it, any of the questions you ask yourself about your artistic being mm-hmm. aren't calculated or cheap or cheapening the art. Or it's just to figure out what you are, man. Are Absolutely. You a, are you a muffin or are you a scone? <laughs> you know, it makes a difference. Are you a pie? Are you a cake? Are you a, you know, a tasty salad? I think Adam, I think Adam might be hungry. <laughs> Because all of these are you analogies. A tasty salad are, oh. with like some some cool nuts and some cranberries <laughs> in it, and really nice vinaigrette dressing. Yeah, I think Adam's hungry, so I can make it. <laughs> this, is, this is nothing. It's nothing. People go days without eating. I can make it through the rest of this podcast. <laughs> so all of that is important. Just like 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 the the all of the tertiary. Exp- information is important again because we're trying to save you time and money and heartache that that just i don't know what to do (laughs) (laughs) nothing's working two o'clock in the morning in your practice space right exactly what are we gonna do guys right how are we gonna get more people to our show and so the the recording part is important and it is important to have music for people to listen to even if they're not asking for it yet yeah it's just the the amount of money and time you want to spend recording is going to change depending on your on your circumstances right so like a question that we get all the time is should i even bother duping cds right 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 or should i just have download cards and host them on soundcloud or and look it depends. I don't know. Hey, are, do you play live at all? Right. Because if you play live at all, you ought to have some CDs. You gotta have some CDs. And, it's, and will people listen to them? No, probably they won't. They're probably gonna listen to it streaming the way they usually would. But if they really like you, then you've got something you can hand, something physical you can hand them that they bought, mm-hmm. and you can sign it. Absolutely. And then as you're signing it, you're not signing it for some fan. Like sign it. And talk to them. Look them in the eye. Have an hey, experience. Thanks so much, man. This is great. Exactly. We appreciate this. Come check us out again next time we're at this club. Right. That's or relationship building because fan building is relationship building. Exactly. Right. Because as we you know talk about before, they're absolutely actually, they're people. They are people. Exactly. And so yes, you want to have physical CDs. They're not. They don't serve the same purpose that they did right 10, 15 years ago. Now I'm going to jump in there real quickly and go or don't have physical CDs. You'll you if you're paying attention to this and you're figuring out who you are. Right. It may be more appropriate for you to not have CDs, but maybe download cards and mm-hmm. a USB, you know. Right, with your, right, with with, your music, with on, your it. music sure. on it. And so people can plug that USB Absolutely. in their yeah. car. Maybe if that's your kind of 
Yeah, and this is part of this is knowing your audience, knowing absolutely knowing what your what your fan base is going to be um, acting like, what their behaviors are, and what this is true. But people still press vinyl, and not everybody is listening to records. True, but right? it's art. But every time and it's merch. But every time I see the bands that are successfully pressing vinyl and selling them. Mm-hmm. They have audiences that would also probably have a record player at home. Do you know what I mean? So it's it, it, they add it to the vinyl collection rather than I have one record from this band I like who pressed a vinyl. Yeah, maybe. Again, I have no empirical evidence for that. Right. I that's just, my opinion. I'm sticking with it. What What I'm certain is true is that if you are playing out, you want to have merch. Yes. For your audience. Yes. And duping CDs is a pretty inexpensive way Absolutely. of having merch. And you know what? If you have a thousand CDs and people aren't buying them, they're not flying off the shelves, you're only selling, you know, two, three, four, you know, at every show. And so make it part of a giveaway. Right. Right? Do make it, it part as- of the package. Everybody who buys exactly. two T-shirts gets a free CD. Absolutely. Right? Everybody who buys a... Oh, what kind of weird merch things we got? A lanyard. <laughs> do people really buy lanyards? They really they do. Just, no, people buy them. Are those just giveaways? No, they're, people buy them. They're like, you know, they're like two, three dollars. It's like a cheap, you know. It's okay. Like, sometimes people sell pins too, which is. I saw this one band in Florida who sells shot glasses. Yeah. And their T-shirt says, "I partied with whatever the name of the band is." Perfect. It's perfect. And then the shot glasses are. It's perfect. It's part of exactly. It's part of the experience. It's part of the experience. So. And the reason that we're talking about merch again is because I brought up having CDs as and part CDs of merch. CDs as part of, part of your merch. And, and it really is. And so that's something to consider when you're recording your and, project too. And what exactly. the length of the project is going to be and and how much time and money and effort you're going to, you know, you're going to, well, you're going to put time and effort right. into anything, but so money is Are really. you going to print up CDs if it's a single? Probably not. Yeah, probably not, but maybe you will. But you might run them off if you've still got a CD yeah. burner at your house. No, exactly. Or your dad probably does. You know, <laughs> maybe, maybe your grandpa's got, got, got a CD burner in his, in his desktop. <laughs> I mean that with all the love in my heart. I think you can always go out and buy an external. Yeah, that's true. That's and, true. And do it that way if you yep. need to. It's exactly right. right. So it's still cheaper. CDs. Still cheaper. Than, Is it though? I don't know. You have to check prices. Check disc maker. Right, exactly. See what the prices are because they'll do less. Um, but but if, so if you have a single, it's probably just going to be for streaming. But maybe not. right. Uh, if yeah. you have an EP where you got you know four or five songs, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you probably want even if it, we've got uh, a band we work with that did uh, a three song EP. Right, three unbelievable <laughs> songs. Amazing that are songs. Amazing songs. Right, um, and they they pressed CDs to sell their shows. Um, and then, you know, obviously, if you're doing a full length, if you're doing... Right. That's what we, you know, an album, <laughs> a record. An LP. An LP, whatever. Then, yeah. I mean, it's probably, if you've got that many songs, at least give them some notes on it. Right. You know, right. the insert fun and... Exactly. And so then I just, I think the last, the last bit about this that I want to just make sure that we touch on is... Being uh, very upfront about 
a few of the things to be cautious about. Uh, if you are spending money recording, mm-hmm. make sure that you have gone in and listened to a bunch of the other stuff that the studio that you're going into that you're going to pay has done. Yes. Right? Ask to for contact information from two or three of the artists that these people have worked with. Yeah. And if they're not willing to give you that, you find another studio. Right. Because or it, if they don't, they can't give you like a, a, a reel of sound clips so you can hear. Even with a reel on. of sound clips, I would still ask to talk to that artist and about their experience. Because the last thing that you want to do is spend your hard-earned money or your invested money or right. even if you've got the money. You want to make sure that you are checking the quality of work and the experience that you're going to have from right. that studio. Right. That's true. You know, that's a good point because this is when you're recording, it's not you're not it's not your job to make the studio feel better. No, it's, it's not their your job. job to make the producer feel better or no. the engineer feel better. It's, it's their job it's to their make job you to make sound you feel, awesome and their, feel great. It's their job to make you feel great so that you can sound right. great. Right? And so always double check and yeah. Shop around. Yeah. You know, like like you would do with a paint job or a plumber or an electrician. Yep. Get some estimates and walk into more than one place. You know, your music's not going anywhere. Right. It's not going to kill you to wait wait another six weeks (laughs) to get into the studio and and record this representation of what you and your music sound like. Right. And so you want to make sure that you are being responsible yeah. about how you do that. And, you know, take care of yourself that way. Yeah, right? exactly. And if you, if, if, if your bandmates or you alone can't explain to your money person or your manager or your mom or your girlfriend or boyfriend why something is happening with the deal that you worked out with the studio. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you get that, you know, that feeling like you just don't understand. You don't even know. It's, it's like, just... okay, so make sure it's not because you don't understand. Right. Right. It's always easier to ask the question and to have the answer. Right. Right. Exactly. So, you know, we're, we're trying to save you money. Yes. And time. And heartache. And heartache. Right. So once you've done that and you found yourself a studio that you have background checks on and you like the people that are there and, and they make you feel cool. Yes. Right. And you're ready to roll. Make sure that you practice before you go in. Be prepared. Be prepared. Right. You want to make sure that, that, that the songs that you're going to, that you're going to play, you know, all the parts to. Yes. Right. If it's a, if it's a band situation, you know, make sure your drummer and your bass player are on the same page about where the beat is. Exactly. Right. Make sure that everybody knows you're starting on the one, exactly. or you're starting on the one end, exactly. or you're starting on the four end before right. the one is to pick. What are you doing? Right. Don't find that out if you're all once you all go into record. Right. Don't be writing lyrics in the booth while you record unless that's your thing. Unless that's your thing, right? Unless that's what you do and that's what you count on. 
right for, right for the magic of the moment and that's right then then yes do that yes but studio is different than live mm-hmm. 99.9% of the time yep and so you want to make sure you're prepared about that right and go in with the amount of songs that you want to sing that you want to produce that you want to have recorded and and have one or two on the back burner Right, right. In case, in case you get into one and start going, mm, right. This isn't no. ready. Yeah. Right. Right. So it's, and it doesn't mean you have to record them, and it doesn't mean you have to record another one. It just means that now you're prepared. Right. And, and you're calm. And if you're a band, and you can afford it, hire somebody you trust to come and and do pre-studio production for you. Absolutely. Because you might think that everybody's on the same page, and you guys might all think that you're on the same page, but you want to make sure that you really actually are with an outside ear that you trust. Having another set of ears, listen to what's going on, somebody who's not invested in the same way that you are is incredibly enlightening. Definitely. Um, When we're producing people, we will uh, very often do that, whether it's by them sending us recordings Mm -hmm. of it or us seeing them live and... Mm -hmm. And do a little bit of pre-studio production so that we can go, that's awesome. Um, what else you got? Exactly. Not not meaning that that song sucks. <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> Just sometimes, you know. Because we would not say that. There's maybe a better, there's a better song. Or, or, right. or a song that's more appropriate for the purpose that you've asked them to record it. Exactly. Or whatever. You know, just be focused, be, but pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. And and all of those things are true if you are going to record with somebody else, even if it's free. Yeah. Right? Yes. Just make sure it's a it's a pleasant experience. Yes. And then a real quick, because uh, you said recording with someone for free, and this goes with someone for free or someone where, you're, where the, you're paying them. Make sure that once you do find someone that you're like, yeah, this is cool. This, this, this is the situation for me. Respect them as well. Absolutely. As a, as a professional and or an artist, however it's working out, mm-hmm. that, you know, you guys agree on a fee and pay them. Right. Right. The, or that you agree on a time, show up right. then. If exactly. you're supposed to start recording at 11, you know what? Unless they've got someone right before you, mm-hmm. show up 10 minutes early. Right. Absolutely. Just so that they're ready. So you're ready to roll. And if your session's supposed to end at four and you know they're backed up against something, make sure you leave at four. Right. Make sure you're out of there. Be out of there. You Not know? starting a new conversation as you're putting your coat on. Right. So anyway, I was wondering, <laughs> did you guys see that movie with the... Exactly. And not because they wouldn't be interested, but no. we're all busy, right? So right. so make sure that you respect them, respect their time, and that you're... Because you're hopefully only going to be working with people that respect you that way. Absolutely. And that make you feel that better, that much better. Again, that's the... Uh, make sure that you are doing pre-studio reconnaissance. <laughs> right. <laughs> so right. that you are going to feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Right. So... There's no right answer as to how should I record a single? Yeah, should I record an uh, an EP? Yeah, yeah, probably. Should I record a, a full length? Absolutely, if you're ready. Definitely. So, which one should I do now? I don't know. What do you think? Right. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. What you you tell us? It's it, what's what's right for you, and Absolutely. you'll know when you get clear about it. You'll you know. Will. You'll yeah. know the way you know about a good melon. <laughs> yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think we just need to go get out of some food. But remember, you guys, you got this. We got you back.